Hi everyone, we're going live. We're here. It's Cape Escape time. Finale time? Question mark. <laughs> Y'all ready to escape? I don't we'll know see. if we can. <laughs> yeah, there's no there's no escape anymore. I feel like we've gone through like the true ending point of no return where the party is immolated to save the world. <laughs> so that might be colored by the last hour of my life. That's uh, everyone's favorite kind of ending. The the nihilistic kind. Yeah. Annihilation. <laughs> nah, Sandals uh, is gonna make it out. He's he's prepared. He's ready. So let's check in I on believe him. where we left that. Yeah, it, it might just be sandals. Only sandals. Only survivor. <laughs> Soul survivor sandals. It really uh, I just, brings I, off the top. I believe that sandals believes he will survive. <laughs> Sand, sandals and Derek Jitters are about to to create their own spinoff, the Supernatural season, just for themselves. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm. I believe the, much the less game. that Derek will survive. <laughs> I was really, really worried about the fire spreading to the sheriff's office. Like, oh, we'll just lock him up in here. It's like, uh... We supposedly were confident that it would not, based on ambiguous topography. No, Sandals there's, was there's very also, confident. It's just well, sand. What the fuck is going to catch on fire? Gets like, everywhere. If it gets windy. Uh, but yeah, no, the, the, the structures that were on fire seemed like it. they weren't close enough. So hopefully. It is pretty it humid is with all the fog. Yeah, as well. I mean, the other thing here is that it is genuinely difficult to spread fire in like an old west town. Like that's that's one of the reasons why arson was not like the primary way that like, you know, people uh, destroyed places back then. It, it depends. How would you know? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> How would I know that? I, li like... I love cowboy shit. I learn all about this I stuff. I love fire. <laughs> it's just, it feels like such an odd claim. Like. As the local expert, I'm well aware that the normal way to destroy a town in that era was not arson. <laughs> like, no, okay, well, what? Was, <laughs> no, no, that that was like a thing that like you would get you would get small settled. It's not that it wasn't a way. It's was that there a you could leaderboard like... topping series of ways people like to destroy towns back then? No, the what dam. I'm saying is. It was pretty common for like, for example, for farms, like for farmsteads to be lit on fire relatively close to settlements without endangering the settlements. So that's like how a lot of like old shootouts in like outlaw uh, outlaws would like attack places because the fire wouldn't spread to the rest of the area. It would just burn down the place that they were targeting and you didn't need to worry about it damaging other places. How considerate of them. This is the real, <laughs> this is the true secret behind sandals is that Toast was not role playing. <laughs> No, I just like I just like cowboys. I like cowboys. Just cowboys. Like cowboys. People, don't, people don't realize this about me. I like cowboy stuff. I, I'm like yes, really into the, westerns yes, and shit. The premise of everyone's reactions is that people do not realize this about you. It's true. Everyone's like, what's happening? Is this a bit? No, I like cowboy stuff, so I know a lot about the old west. All right, oh. welcome to Cave Escape, everybody. That was an <laughs> intro of sorts. Welcome, we're welcome here. To Cave Escape. So this uh, this cowboy town is not burning down, according to our expert opinion. Not that uh, we're there anymore. Maybe <laughs> who knows? Uh, we might be above it, below it. Who knows? We entered a lighthouse. Uh, a, let's, a space let's catch between up with spaces. The yeah, we entered the chalk zone. Is actually what happened. <laughs> uh, inside the chalk zone. He's got the chalk, the chalk, the chalk, chalk zone. <laughs> Ah... <laughs> uh.
about this guy. So we left off with this guy. Um, our, when we last left our Cape Escapers, they traveled into the lighthouse using chalk to draw a door and descended down, down, down into its depths where they found a giant mouth carved into the wall that spoke to them and welcomed them to the picnic. And right when that happens, I think is a perfect time for a round of stability checks from everybody. Of course. I can't believe the ending is Vor. Open the what thing. What else could it be? Oh shit. No, uh my stability is okay. Let's give I'm it a point. I'm liking these. Oh, uh oh, that's unhelpful. Oh, I was the purple one. Okay. <laughs> oh, thankfully. Like, okay. <laughs> it came out right when I clicked, so I thought I was fucked. All right, Grayson and Manifesto. Uh, big smoothie, spooky mouth. You take one stability damage. Uh, you are terrified looking at this thing. It's like the stone itself is animating. This is something that should not be possible, and yet it is right before you. It doesn't look uh, safe, that's for sure. It sure does not look safe. Black <laughs> uh, teeth on top, sharp teeth on bottom. That's for murder, buddy. That's yeah, for grinding th things to death. Those are murder teeth. Uh, Javier, Jet, and Sandals, you realize something as you get to the bottom of the stairs here and you're addressing this strange mouth on the wall. You remember entering the lighthouse, but it almost feels like you've skipped ahead to get here. Time has been moving strangely ever since you got to Cape Karma. It, it almost felt like it would slow to a crawl whenever those strange monsters attacked you. And it would just like hang for days on end whenever something ominous was looming your way. Except for Jet, this is completely normal for you. People just like, don't, doesn't everyone just like zone out for weeks at a time and, <laughs> and just suddenly come to? Jet also doesn't remember entering a lighthouse. He just is. He just is, he's used to this. Sandals, you have the highest role here, and you, furthermore, realize something odd. There seems to be something going on with Jet and time. And you remember that photo that you took from his trailer. Mm -hmm. that, that seems odd to you, because the photo is signed summer of 1994. And yet, back at the police station, there was a paw print card for Jet that said he was in Pastor Willis's class of 95 before he left Cape Karma to move to Glendale. Just how old is Jet? Hmm. And I'll ask Jet this, just internal dialogue. Do you know how old you are? 26. <laughs> All right. So he has no idea. <laughs> so I'm trying I'm trying to decide as sandals, right? Mm -hmm. Do I do I even need 
to make a roll, or can I go off of my last stability roll to un- not to understand, but to recognize uh, and sort of try to grok and, and, and parse this strange time anomaly that I have just become incredibly physically aware of. I think you definitely put the pieces together that something is going on wrong here, but that's about it. It's hard to tell exactly what is wrong. It's definitely something tiny and whiny. So for clarity, for my player clarity, because it will inform what I'm about to say to the group. When you say we entered the lighthouse, but it's been a while since we did that. Are you saying we don't remember does Sandals get the feeling that that we have lost time or that time is skipping and lurching like a record skipping? Probably the latter. And it seems strange that you don't remember the specifics of certain parts and your mind's just backfilling in what most likely happened. Gotcha. So I think Sandals... You know, Sandals, to the rest of the group, still is looking pretty nonchalant. Um, I did spend some stability on the last roll, so as far as game mechanics-wise, Sandals mm. is... This is very serious. Like, it is it is imminently clear to him that things are now fully out of the realm of the physical world and now are operating in a sort of... Uh, dream logic this we are in the world of narrative and meaning and symbolism not the world of you know physics and law and i think he just sort of mutters to the rest of the group in a sort of matter of fact way he just says we've been here for a lot longer than it seems time isn't quite right not just in Cape Karma, but especially in this tower. Now, Mr. DM Man, uh-huh. would this have been prevalent or apparent by looking at the Twitch chat as we have proceeded? Would, that, would everything have been going normally for a Twitch chat stream? Because you mentioned that time was staying the same, but Manifesto had Twitch viewers that were watching his stream throughout most of this adventure. Throughout were most there any of the anomalies? I think it, it looked fine to you. You probably weren't paying like super close attention to timestamps, but unfortunately we lost all internet access before things really hit the fan. So it's hard to use that as a, a measure of how things have been transpiring recently. Okay. Sandals, I think as well is going, I think he's gonna look at Javier and Manifesto really like specifically when he says this. Uh, wherever Grayson is, if he's caught in the in the formation here, um, I think he wants to not mechanically because I don't have I don't know if I have mechanic. Yeah, I don't have any reassurance left. I do have some shrink left. Yeah, maybe I'll m- yeah maybe I'll spend uh, maybe I'll, I'll roll for some shrink. Um, I'm gonna say what I want to say, and then we'll see if it has any effect. But I think he's going to say this place is like a dream it doesn't touch the world you know so don't be scared if you don't understand it we all wake up eventually oh that's a fucking good roll 
All right, so I'm going to choo choo use... motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm going to use that to lower the DC of the next few stability checks they need to make. Uh, okay. My mental illnesses are cured. Thank you, Sandals. Jet's currently <laughs> striking that that museum pose where you got your your ankles crossed, your arms crossed, but then like one elbow in the nook of the of the hand. Then that's up on your chin. Just considering this and like. Times what you get from this, huh? I was thinking it was like a commentary on consumerism, what with the, the mouth and all. Uh, and as you say this aloud, uh, the mouth is going to respond. Time, indeed. It is time for the picnic. You see, the viewers have been watching you and. They enjoy the games you have played. They have prepared their own for you to enjoy. Shit. I always wanted to be on Legend of the Hidden Temple. <laughs> I'm just going to ask it. So whose mouth are you? Do you, do you have a name? You can call me Waldor. Wall. Door. Door. Uh, are, are we? Are, do we see any other paths from here? Or is this this is a dead end that we've uh, reached? It, it looks like a dead end. Uh, but that. looking back behind you, there's a giant banquet table that you did not notice until now, which is very strange. Uh, let me go ahead. Sandals didn't that. notice it when he turned around to look at the others. Uh, no, it looks like you w walked past it and either were completely blind to it or it was not there until now. That is also a possibility. That was a minute too soon for the for the banquet. OK, uh, this might take a moment to load because it is a very large model. Other side picnic. <laughs> The fucking dentist toy. Oh, yeah, the, I was gonna say the doctor's office toy over here. <laughs> I'm taking psychic damage looking at this. I aged immediately. So those, mu those mushrooms on the pizza. Interesting. It's a cricket. Yeah, you don't like mushroom pizza? No comment. So, you see a l tremendous banquet laid out before you. Just All cocaine. sorts of food and non-food items and sort of food items here. There's also a tremendous covered metal dish in the center, so large that it looks like the only way to open it is the chain that is holding it up uh, from above. And now that you are beholding this other side picnic, uh, Waldor says to you, now let the final game begin. And as you are beholding the table, he says something in someone else's voice. Thieves receive just dessert. Mm. It sounds like Grayson saying that. <laughs> What? Thieves receive just desserts. That was the clue for the first puzzle to eat the cake. Yep. Oh. 
And I think Sandals looks to Grayson and says, you hungry for a slice? I can't. never stole anything, though. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that the dentist toy is covered in kebab materials. <laughs> That's a little fucked up, Ka. Is it like a, that's like a little weird? Just saying. Everything <laughs> yeah. else is normal, but that's a little strange. Yeah, Everything okay. else is normal. I, I, um, yeah. There's a mandrake. Like, is that the here? Final Fantasy 14 fucking Great. grapes? I was thinking it. I didn't want to say it. Final <laughs> Fantasy 14 yeah. grapes. They're the most delicious I love grapes. That. The that's heart. A great, that's a great homage to those grapes. The heart carton's uh, also full of peaches and eggplant. This cosmic horror clearly doesn't understand uh, what we eat here on planet Earth. We've got the box of chocolates with an eggplant instead of chocolates in it. I mean, this is all sorts of fucked up. That's cocaine. I'm pretty sure it's cocaine. Uh, and the good Mr. Waldor will speak up again and says, When you have decided, please bring to me the first course. The first course. I think he wants the cake. Uh, I think you might be right. Do you want uh, to manifesto nods in agreement with the plan to give the giant lips the cake. <laughs> mm, while while this is happening. I think Sandals is really transfixed at the the door itself. He's just paying attention. He's without like without even necessarily like trying to get a roll or any more information about this. I think he is very much so like just investigating Waldor and just trying to understand like what is this creature? Is it alive? How does this dream work? You know, what happened to this table? Why is this here? Like he's more preoccupied with the supernatural nature of what's going on than the puzzle itself. So he's not actually really involved in it outside of putting things together in his head right now. Right, right. now, Javier's wondering if the Waldor is a literal name and he, I'm like contemplating, like, am I going to have to crawl inside that thing? Like, what, oh, what's... it's a chocolate cricket. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I examining... did this. <laughs> you did do this. Examining the uh, the wall here, Mr. Waldor, it does move in ways that don't look deliberate. Like there's occasional like twitches, like licking of the lips, um, parting and like a grinding of jaws that you don't see. There's there's so much like idle animation going on that it looks like this may be a living creature fused with the wall. Or organic of some kind. Yes, not just the wall animated by some means. Yeah. Um, and because you have noticed, and so does Jet, uh, you notice uh, someone else joining you down here. Uh-oh. Um, a handful of viewers uh, come down, float down the stairwell to observe what's going on here. Sandals is immediately looking at what they're observing. Are they looking at the whole group? Are they looking at the puzzle? Are they looking at Waldor? Is it a mix? They're looking at Jet. Mm. Almost solely looking at Jet. Do I see them? I haven't seen them yet. Say, even the one I killed 
Give me a stability check. Actually, no, give me a sense trouble for Jet. Let's see. Is Jet finally over his bullshit enough to f acknowledge these things, especially having destroyed one? I'm going to say yes, you are able to see these things now, especially that now that their gaze is focused upon you and you feel them hovering over you. Several of them loom closer and begin to whisper to you. Loser, tail razor, no friends, no future. What the fuck are those? You can see them now. Yeah, they've been following us around this whole time. They've been materializing things out of thin air for us. Uh, I, I sliced one with a scalpel before. Uh, yeah, those are the viewers. Why don't you ever say anything? <laughs> I, think, I think Sandals tried to tell you what was going on and you wouldn't listen to him. I think I would have distinctly remembered, oh, this floating eyeballs talking to us if that was a conversation I had. We didn't I want think... to upset you, my friend. <laughs> Sandals is sort of just watching this, like, occur. Like, the group basically clue Jet in on this. And very, like, in the most sincere way possible, like, his face is very... Um, very clearly concerned, but like, like the way that like a teacher speaks to a child who like was alone and scared on like the playground or like skinned their knee or something. I think Sandals says, uh, Jet, I know it's a lot to take in. You have spent your whole life trying not to be seen. But now we have an audience, and I think it's your turn. And then he gestures to the cake and to the door and says, I think it's on you, buddy. I'm not big on the hole in the wall arm trust exercise. The, why? No. What? <laughs> Yeah, man, I think we're supposed to feed that thing the cake. Yeah. They're watching you, Jet. Just looking back at them, trying to, like, trace their, their vision. They are absolutely focused on you now. Well, this is upsetting. Sometimes you have to embrace discomfort to move forward. <laughs> Sorry. We all just stare as Jet does nothing. <laughs> embrace discomfort to move forward. He picks up the at the, at the phrase embrace discomfort to move forward. He grabs the cake. He says, oh, you need more lube, and he just fucking yeets it in. <laughs> yeets it into the mouth. Uh, the giant mouth, Mr. Waldor, gulps down the cake and goes, Mmm. Oh, no. 
banjo kazooie sound effects. Uh -huh. <laughs> Uh, his tremendous stone-like tongue comes out to lick over those entire wall-sized lips of his before he says, Marvelous. And then his voice changes once more, not to Grayson's this time, but to a soft British voice that I think only Sandals would recognize as Bellamy. And he says, Oh, is it tea time yet? Okay, I didn't take stability damage from hearing the British frog speak. We're good. <laughs> that's, that's always a risk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, I need to pull open the, the model really quickly. Apologize. Yeah, uh, could you pull it back open for me? I accidentally closed uh, it. I forgot to set it to own, so now it should appear in the list if you Thank need to you. reopen it. Thank you. Perfect. Key time, huh? Well, there is... Well, no... Yeah, there's a miniature set of, uh, there's a teacup here. It's quite tiny, but I think we can probably pour it into that little cup. Yeah, so I think sandals, sandals without. I think sandals is per, he's very surprised by the fact that Bellamy's voice came out of this, especially considering the fact that Bellamy's mouth was taken away. Mm. That's like a weird coincidence there. Um, and some strange synchronicity. So I think Sandals just pours some tea into the teacup. And as he's like walking it over to the mouth. Unfortunately, the teapot appears to be empty. Huh. Okay, then. Uh, as Sandals is doing this, can he look at the viewers to see who they're looking at? Uh, they're mostly focused on Jet, but some of them look over at you, like just glance over briefly to keep an eye on what's okay. going on. Okay, so it's not tied to the game at this point. So there's no tea. Um, so that's a problem. I mean, if I'm going to be perfectly honest, I feel like this thing is going through the motions to some extent. Uh, it clearly doesn't understand our food very well. We could try feeding it the tea set, maybe. Oh, we do have a mandrake just kind of sitting in some water. Maybe they want mandrake uh, tea. That's also a thought that ran through my head. We're on the same page, <laughs> Manifesto. Yeah. They could be happy with any bitter liquid. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I they think want the tea, hunty. <laughs> no. Sandals rolls his eyes. I think Sandals takes one of the cups, maybe mm -hmm. maybe the little carafe or whatever right there um, that is next to it, uh, next to the teacup, and like fills it with the mandrake tea. I mean, it is okay. technically leaves that have been boiled. It's just hot leaf water. That's what tea. Yeah, is. it's hot leaf water exactly. And then um, I think maybe he, a little I lime. Think he, uh, I don't think anyone puts lime in their tea, Grayson. I think big, that's weird. I think that's a Grayson thing. Might? Uh, I think Sandals has drank a lot of tea in his life, and I think that he thinks that's weird. I think he thinks that that is a weird decision. Um, <laughs> he just looks at Grayson very confused. Grayson, have you ever had tea before? Just a question. And not a big hit in my household, no. 
Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, and then I think with the man mandrake tea sandals, instead of like putting the whole tea set in the thing's mouth, he holds the cup up to the thing's lips so it can take a sip from the tea. So when you go to get the the mandrake juice out of the the mandrake cauldron, it does squirm a bit, but uh, it, it doesn't seem too bothered. Um, and then when you go give the tea to Waldor, you just like pour it gently into his mouth. So as you do that, he says, "Mmm." That appears to be a correct answer. Ooh. Very nice. <laughs> I think Sandals politely rests the, the little the teacup or the, the thing that he had there uh, just back on the table for convenience's sake. Do we still Excellent. have guns? You do still have guns. <laughs> yeah. It's an important thing to tools. establish. <laughs> uh, as Sandals is delivering the tea, um, the viewers continue to crowd around Jet, continuing to taunt him mercilessly. Give me a stability check for Jet. You will slap at him if they come in range. They, they've uh, they've started to learn their lesson and are ducking <laughs> in and out of your slap reach. <laughs> Ooh, unfortunately, that's not going to be good enough. Even with the bonus provided with the, the pep talk? Oh, I, I thought the pep talk was for everyone but Jet. Yeah. Oh, that was. Okay. It was explicitly for everyone other than Jet. Okay. <laughs> uh, I will say you would have succeeded with the pep talk. Cool. But unfortunately, it was not for you. <laughs> oh. So you're going to take two stability damage, and that's going to bring you down to one stability. They are being absolutely merciless, taunting you about your slightest insecurities. It's like they can see into your mind. And one of them says something particularly hurtful. It leans in and it whispers to you, he'll never love you. He just pities you. Jet fires. <laughs> All right, give me a shooting roll. <laughs> oh, fuck. That's a good roll. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you take one of these things down and the rest start to scatter, uh, making mischief noises as they do. <laughs> because, um, so I don't mean to interject, because I have mm. notice. Did I yeah. hear that? Oh, absolutely. That's a gunshot. Everyone heard it. No, no I don't hear the comment. <laughs> did uh, I hear did the comment? Uh, they're, they're very close to him, but I'll say since you have noticed, yes, it's something you were able to pick up like Sandals, as you were walking back from giving him the tea. Yeah, Sandals is paying close attention. We've already addressed this. Uh, didn't Melvin come into the lighthouse with us? Sandals immediately remembers this and looks around for Melvin. Of course, we've been looking for him for hours. You, uh, he didn't come in with you. He came in ahead of you. And yes, you've been that following him. That's what I mean. But, but Melvin's you don't not see in him here. No. Okay. So either we passed him when we came in and we lost the time, or 
he's past this door. Sandal, I'm not saying that out loud. I'm commenting that as a player. Mm-hmm. Or he's in the dish. Or he's oh. in the dish. Or that yeah. uh, it is the appropriate size to hold a fully grown Mr. Man. Do you forget why we've been here all day? Sandal didn't say anything. He's just looking around. The the dish. Uh, didn't Sandal say Mel? Didn't sa- didn't Sandal say? Didn't we come in here with Melvin out loud? No, uh, no, I, no, no. I was saying that. The uh, toaster was saying that. That was that. toaster speech. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> attempting to lift the hot metal dish, you actually find it kind of sears uh, at the touch. And even you, with you my kinda, fancy wrestling lucha gloves. Even with your fancy wrestling lucha gloves that only cover your palms. Uh, would you like to try and lift it anyway? Could we use Javi's uh, sexy little hoodie instead? Maybe I don't have it anymore. Oven mitts? Like, <laughs> oven mitts? It, it, doesn't uh, have, it, it was discarded when it got covered in the eyeball goo. Oh, well, yeah. Toaster still has a hoodie. Who has uh, a hoodie? <laughs> Sandals has a hoodie. Well, a jacket. An uh, expensive L.L. Bean jacket. Oh, fuck. Uh, I deserve it. <laughs> wow. I think if Manifesto comes for Sandals' jacket, like, that would be bad. I said Sandals is stunned at the audacity of, like, I, I'm the only person here that is dressed for the occasion. No, you cannot have my jacket. What? All right, I'm going to interject here because I see what's going on. So I'm gonna be like, hey, uh, Manifesto, I'm, I'm partially on board with your idea of trying to find out what's underneath that thing. But I feel like if we keep feeding Waldor, whatever his name is, uh, whatever he wants, it's going to be revealed to us. That's kind of the path I think we're on. Just taking a guess. Let's see. Uh, Grayson, you have analysis and your analysis tells you that's probably the main course or the last and hardest part of this puzzle. Yeah. It's probably the last thing we've got to feed him or it's yeah. it's our reward for getting all of it right. Oh, that's fun. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> I just want to know what's in this can here. Uh I see it's got like some rat I, rat logos on the back, like a rat king thing going on. Uh, yeah, 110 have... calories per serving. But I can't see the front wow. of it. You can right click to rotate around, I think. Uh, Hey, Ka, really quickly. Yeah. Uh-huh. How cold is Sandals right now? Uh, Sandals is just a little chilly right now. He's glad he has that jacket. Okay. But yeah, that's some uh, Rat Kings or Stroming. Uh, very dangerous, that stuff. Be careful. Anyway. <laughs> uh, after the tea has been served, Waldor's voice changes once more to the familiar gravelly pitch of someone that you dispatched very recently. And it says, <laughs> Let's party! Oh, so it's cocaine time. Yeah. Jet's uh, staring at the serving <laughs> platter that's covered. He's having a horrible potential realization. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to play anymore. The uh, viewers have started to come back out of hiding and are once more teasing Jet. Too bad. 
Grayson Grayson's gonna walk up to Jet and just be like we've been dealing with these things for hours you just gotta you gotta block them out man don't let them get to you don't listen to what they have to say it's not worth it can I spend a point of shrink yeah to give him uh, two stability back yep all right Brings Jet back up to three. You've been dealing with people's jeering your whole life. How is this any different? And then I think Sandals walks over to the table and just like picks up the the Coke platter. Oh, there's no platter underneath it. This is a loose mountain of Coke. Oh, oh, oh So it. Sandals goes to pick up the Coke platter and just puts his paws in a pile of Coke. Yep. And then, like, it just sifts out through his fingers as he pulls it up, and he realizes, huh. And he just has, uh, his fur is just covered in cocaine right now. Here, here, Sandals, use this. I, I see the, uh, the bowl of, like, lettuce or whatever that is and just kind of dump the lettuce out on the table. Or oh, that's, a com- like that is. I, that's a complete salad. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, a, head, uh, a head of lettuce is a salad. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. So I just, uh, yeah, just dump that out on the table. Here's the bowl. I'll just pass the bowl to Sandals. All right. Hey, now. Uh, yeah, Sandals no, is Don't is touch gonna... that. <laughs> uh, without caring at all, yeah, Sandals is just going to scoop up the Coke. Right, and I think he's gonna. Coke. I think he's gonna look at Jet and say, "Like, what do you want to feed him?" You don't have to do this. If you do it, you make it real. Uh huh. Yeah. I think Sandals to that is gonna raise his eyebrow and then just start walking it back over to the mouth. Uh, <laughs> Waldor doesn't have a nose anywhere, does he? <laughs> no, he sure doesn't. <laughs> I think Sandals is gonna okay. politely, uh, like. Put, I think he's probably gonna rub some on Waldor's gums. Just rub it up in there. Uh, he yeah, seems just, to like really enjoy this. He's like, ooh, ah. like <laughs> yeah. a nice little massage, you know. Yeah. Get it, get it in there. And uh, as Sandals <laughs> is doing this, another one of the viewers taunts Jet. Are you real? Valid question. Just drop it, damn it! You don't need to do this. This voice is cracking. Are they out of reach? Uh, they are like zooming in to like whisper something and then backing up out of reach because they're aware of how dangerous he is now. Of Jet, but not the oh. big salamander man. Yeah, they're not really paying attention to Manifesto. Okay, I might as well try to suplex one. And Jet is exclusively <laughs> Jet is very much exclusively reacting to sandals, not the viewers. Okay, let me go ahead and add one of my scuffling points. Um, and uh, I just do a standard uh, attack roll with scuffling, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh. Oh well. Um, they're actually not that hard to hit. Uh, three will hit them. <laughs> you can suplex one of these. <laughs> oh, right on. Okay. How do you uh, suplex a beanie baby-sized eyeball? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm gonna need a description of this. This sounds glorious. Uh, well, they're like, oh, you're not real, and Manifesto just takes one by its eyelashes and just whips it back, and then just <laughs> throws it over his head and smacks against the stone floor. <laughs> I imagine it splatters you like a, like a fucking water balloon. 
And the others scatter again after this outburst of violence. Despite being 6'4", watching what Sandals is doing, Jet feels like the smallest person in the room. This poor boy. All right, uh, Waldor seems to enjoy the, uh, the the treatment he's getting from Sandals, and he says, mm. And next he speaks in what you recognize as Naomi's voice, and he says, Ah, bury me. Yeah. Bury you. Well, Naomi, she's the one that um shows her shows her, her, her naughty bits online. Is that right? I uh, wouldn't. Know. I think it's more tasteful than that manifesto. Yeah, but it's, it's a, little, I think she, it's a gist. She writes the line. Is it a pun? Bury like as in berries? Or are there any? I mean, we've got a weird grape over here. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Ostensibly, you do plant. There's a strawberry. Grape, right? Is there? Yeah, there's a strawberry next to the orange on the dentist toy. Uh. I can't tell exactly what all of these things are. I think some of these are technically pit fruit. So they're not and, all berries, I don't think. And yet they were impaled right there. through the pit. Yeah. I just noticed the banana. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, no, but yeah, but they, these, are, these, these are absolutely strawberries, though. Yeah, yeah, there are strawberries. There are grapes. Um... They even get the banana on there. Does a grape count as a berry? That's uh, what the same the, the same thought was going through my head, and I don't know the classification on that. But do you have a pop culture <laughs> spend? No, you're out of pop culture. Uh, you could give I... me a research spend if you want to figure out what counts as a berry, or you yeah. could save it. Um, no, fuck it. Fuck it, we ball. We ball. Mm -hmm. uh, spending a research. I think he has like the offline Wikipedia downloaded on his phone. Oh, hell or, yeah. or, or something. Uh, well, like didn't, one of those wait, Fallout no. Survivor, uh, this is everything you need to know to restart civilization downloaded offline pamphlets. No, actually, we're going to say that with my preparedness, Ooh. Sandals is the type of person to carry an almanac. He has an almanac. Ooh, I like he knows that. things about like uh, schedules and calendars. He has like one of those little hand agendas, right? But the ones that have weird facts in them. And he's like looking through the tables at it. All right. So looking through the tables, you find a classification of botanical categories. Uh, strawberries are technically not berries, but the following fruits are avocados, bananas, eggplants, grapes, and pumpkins. Mm -hmm. I was going to say I knew the pumpkin was a berry because that's one of my favorite weird facts about pumpkins. Uh, yeah. Uh... Oh, my God, Sandals. I am mm. so thankful you have, have that freaking almanac. I was just ready to pop that strawberry <laughs> right in there. Upon hitting hearing think... the phrase bury me, Jet's back hit the wall and he just <laughs> slid down onto his ass and he's just muttering to himself, we don't we don't have to play. 
And as Jet is in this moment of weakness, one of the viewers comes down and makes a request of him. Give us your hat. And Jet, I'm going to need a stability check from you. (laughs) Oh, such a good moment. Such a good moment. Fuck yeah. All right. Jet, you go down to negative one stability. You are losing it. And you, without even realizing it, just go along with whatever you're being told and give up your hat. Jet's hands rise up over his eyes. They start sobbing into his palms. And the hat falls off. And as the hat falls away from you, the remaining viewers... There's only three of them left. Uh, all crowd around Jet, and they begin to gasp. Lost one. Dreaming one. Twice promised. And they seem very excited for you. And Oops. the one that made that request uh, leans into you, and it says, A boon! A boon! His hand! And you look down and see in your hands now is Mr. Man's hand. It's Melvin's hand. Up to the wrist. (laughs) Sandals, with your notice, you hear a very distant scream. Ah, Sandals is, uh, is, so I was going to say that Sandals was really taken aback by the idea that Javi didn't have, like, an agenda almanac on him at all times, but, uh, before he's able to, like, question, like, he's probably looking at Javi, like, Javi is insane, like, of course I have, what are you talking about? He hears this scream, and he just perks up, and then, uh... Sandal sweeps the room really quickly, not like literally, but like shifts his gaze, sees Jet, sees Jet holding the hand, and then go like literally stares stares to Jet and says, "You're going to want to hold on to that. He will be needing that when we find him." Yeah, you need can to put I spend, it on ice. Can I spend shrink on Jet? Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. For every point you spend, he gets two back. All right, uh, that's gonna take him back up to three. Jed is just shot to his feet, tear streaked, not processing the fact that he's holding this hand at all. At this point, he's just looking for the exit, where to run, where the fuck, no. he, where the fuck is Melvin? So Sandals walks up to him, gets like in front of him, and like clasps his hands around Jet's wrists. Um, in the way, like, literally forcing Jet to hold onto the hand. And he says, this isn't the end of your or his story yet. So I need you to play your part for him. (laughs) 
Why the hell do you think anything good comes from finishing the game? Why do you think you can run from something that's already started? So your answer's obedience? No. How's that go how's that working for you so far? I think Sandals is surprised by Jets fighting back at this, but he still has that compassionate tone in his voice. And he says, Bad things happen to all of us. The world is cruel and unfair. But there isn't a single one of us that can turn back the clock and that can make things that have already happened go away. All we can do is make the future better with the means that we have available to us. So Jet, I'm begging you for Melvin, play your part. Well, I'm thinking I've got two shots left and I'm willing to take a chance. He's pointing the shotgun at the mouth. <laughs> that is. I, I gotta, I, I, at, at this point, I'm gonna step in. Jet, I'm kind of with you. I'm kind of with you, but I, I, we need to have a good opening. I don't think that's a pretty big mouth. I don't know what shooting's gonna do. We need those bullets. I'm with you, man. I'm here. Like, we gotta stop whatever the fuck this is. But right now, I think we need to go along with this. Uh,. Mr. Man could be bleeding out right now. I think we gotta hurry the fuck up. Jet, we're all here with you. This is all about you. Let us help you. He's, he's breathing very fast right now. Yeah. That like loud through the nose, too fast feeling. And Hobby. as you are going through this, as you have that gun pointed at the mouth, it repeats once more in Naomi's voice. Ugh, bury me. Yeah, Sandals, okay. what's up? Does the table look bolted down? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I I think Sandals is, is like motioning to the table like, can you, can you do this? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna grab a, what is that, a banana and I'm gonna grab a, what else it is was that? Banana, corn? grape, eggplant, uh, banana, grape, eggplant, uh, pumpkin, what was the last one, Ka? Avocado. Is that all of them? Avocado. Avocado. Thank you. All right, I'll just snag all of them up and uh, I walk up to the mouth and just toss them in. Uh, he chomps down on them and goes, mm. And then Waldor smiles wide and says, in Margot's voice this time, Time for the main course, Shug! And as he says that, the chain hanging from the ceiling begins to lift the dome off the giant dish in the middle of the banquet table. And inside, you see 
a very large slab of flesh crudely formed into the shape of a person. It's cut open. Holy mm. shit. That's upsetting. Uh. <laughs> mm. Virgo. And I don't know what the other symbol... Oh, Fiacus. Right? No. The... Uh, not Ophiacus. Uh, the snake that eats its tail. Ouroboros. While Sandals the is looking close at this puzzle, one? Jet's going to tip the table over. <laughs> uh, as you tip the table over, this is actually a very heavy table, uh, but I believe Jet has it in him, especially in this moment mm. of fury. Uh, Contest. Uh, Sandals. <laughs> I think Sandals is going to yell for Grayson and Manifesto. Can we stop him from doing this? Can someone help me hold him down? Yeah, that would oh, be geez. opposed athletics. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna contest. We, I'm gonna contest this contest. Sandal side, or <laughs> I'm gonna look Manifesto at Manifesto. Is not about to stop him. Uh, Manifesto is getting the stepping way the fuck back away from this. Game. I'm He's contesting. I'm this. contesting all of this. I'm looking at Manifesto. I'm telling him. I'm looking at the table, and I'm looking at this mouth, and I'm telling him, Manifesto, look at this. This is our one chance. <laughs> You're spending all your flattery on, on Manifesto. We can oh. do this. We can end it. He's making you feel like a big, strong man. A big, strong man like you can do anything. I, Manifesto, yeah. like, uh, my, my friend, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what you uh, you want me to do here. This is, this is deeply unsettling. Play your part. <laughs> yeah, I think... At that, Sandals says, Yes, Manifesto, play your part. Feed <laughs> the wall. Uh, does anyone want to study the markings on this thing before I put it in the mouth? I just told no. you what it was, Jets, Dingus. I Jets literally had it out loud. Jet's gesturing Manifesto at the well, table and it's got another the mouth. It's got another tattoo. I, at this point, I guess I'm prodding and looking at it and I think it's got something on its back. Did Jet ever actually contest my my strength check? You have to roll athletics, oh, yeah. Keith, I think. Give me an athletics for Jet. Sure. Can, can I'm just he, trying to uh... also. I'm trying to. Do, I'm trying to resolve whether or not I can get Manifesto to do this with me. I, I think Manifesto is uh, sitting this one out. It seems mm. like. So I'm gonna actually refund your flattery. All right. Those eyes of yours are a bit unsettling. I don't think you can bat your <laughs> lashes at me and make me do what you want. Then here's my athletics check. I hold you back. You can't flip the table. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's a... T oh, I see. I didn't see a plus two. <laughs> All right, uh, you succeed. You manage to overpower Sandals, start, and you tilt the table, and all everything is like coming sliding off of it. Uh, Presumably, the Sandals is having a bad time. has fallen under the table, <laughs> even though he was on the other side. Yeah. And while he's down, it's time for you to stop pretending you know what's going on. And just with 
everything he has in him, whether anyone helps him or not, Jet is going to try to battering ram the table directly into the mouth. All right. Oh my god. Ooh, okay. So you you get like mounted on the end of the table and start pushing it into the mouth. Uh the mouth is just smiling wide, apparently unaware of what is about to happen to it. <laughs> and you crash this giant wooden table into it, shattering the teeth out of place as it starts to sputter and choke. And you can see that with its mouth propped open by this table now, it looks like the throat descends into a tunnel deeper down beneath the lighthouse. I'm diving in. <laughs> All right, he's diving in. Jet, what are you... <laughs> so when Jet intimidated me and said, stop acting like you know what's happening, I spent a point of media literacy to uh -huh. confirm Sandals knows what's happening. <laughs> Sandals is completely right about this situation. And he responds, Jet, I know what is going on. Uh, and does everyone else hear this and believe me? Because I spent that point. I, I think everyone hears you for sure. Yeah. Sure. Sandals, this was, Sandals uh, I was kind of with you on trying to play this thing's game, but you and I both know this was going to end with us going in that thing's mouth regardless. So... You to know. be clear, from Jet's perspective, he accidentally listened to these things and Melvin's hand. So, mm -hmm. no. <laughs> sure. Anyway, he's I think gone. Sandals, <laughs> Sandals yep. is sitting there. Sandals is sitting there with his back against this overturned table and his, ha his hands, like, on his face... These hands are covered in cocaine, by the way. I don't know if I don't know if this needs to be a thing, but he's definitely very a little bit upset about this all. The cocaine helps. It well, this is good. And I think Sandals just like looks up at Javi and says, like I just didn't Jet doesn't understand he's so afraid but he doesn't understand that him wanting this is what made this happen that has spent the majority of his ability points this campaign against his teammates yeah <laughs> at this point i'm just kind of like i'm Thankful that didn't just completely derail everything. I guess uh, I, I, I want to look over at the mouth. Like what? It had a bunch of its teeth knocked out and opened up a passage. But is it still kind of like moving, moving around? Its lips are like moving around the table. Uh, it looks like it's trying to bite through or spit out the table, but it's not able to. It is just stuck open now that there's been a table shoved into it. Imagine. I imagine it's like two thirds of the way in. Yeah. Are there any okay. like teeth fragments on the ground? There are. You want some? Definitely, definitely gonna grab one of those in case I need something sharp. That'd be and a good souvenir I, for Snapper. I would like to oh. collect the. I would like to collect the mandrake. Okay. Um, as some... you pick up the mandrake, it does start screaming. Oh no! And it's oh. very, very loud. <laughs> Damn it! Uh, 
and I guess there's no way I could continue holding on to it because it's gonna it's starting to get painfully loud. I would assume. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. I just put it right back down. Damn it. Okay. Do we want to take the table out of this thing's mouth? Do we want to help this, or do we want to try to skip the game? Uh, you see, the remaining few viewers are angrily following into the mouth after Jet. <laughs> um, could we take another shot at trying to squash one of them while they're trying to go after uh, yeah. Jet? All right. Uh, Manifesto is going to try to grab one of those little slimy little Claritin clears. <laughs> going to use one. Give it the old dry eyes. The old Ben Stein treatment. All right. Oh hell yeah! Okay. Yeah, you pop it like a pimple. Wonderful. <laughs> so there's only one left, right? There was like five originally. Um, yeah, four. I think there. There, I think there there was five originally. There's one left, and you see it descend down into the mouth, and then shortly after, it comes zooming back up out of there. Hmm. Whatever it saw down there, it didn't like it. What a great campaign for Pixies fans. <laughs> I'm digging for fire. Hey, when he comes zooming back out, can Manifesto try to kill it too? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, hell yeah. Right. He, he, he takes the first one, just smashes it uh, right when it's about to yeah, go into the uh, the mouth. And then the final one, he's going to try to grab right as soon as it comes back and squish it against his chest. Uh, uh, it, it's approaching you. It's going, <laughs> nothing goes oh, over. Yes. Nothing goes over Manifesto's head. His reflexes are too fast. He would catch it. Yeah. <laughs> Manifesto is absolutely covered in eye gunk at the moment and looking deeply unsettled and unhappy with this situation. The uh, <laughs> the black eye gunk is like spiking all around you in every direction. Yeah, like, he looks like he has like ferrofluid armor, like uh, fragile from fucking Death Stranding. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. All right, you are now free of the viewers, and Waldor is indisposed. Do you want to keep working at the puzzle or follow Jet? I think we're not playing its game anymore. I don't think so we have a sense. choice anymore. Yeah. Although I, at this point, I want to stop. I'm still my. I'm like staring at the mandrake on the ground, just like perplexed. It's just screaming at me, but like I don't want to be done with it. Sandals. Mm. That's a mandrake. Don't those things have like heal healing properties? You're really I mean, into like the zoology and stuff, right? Like, isn't isn't that their whole thing? Yeah. Oh, I mean, the whole point is that you pick them, they shriek, you take an innocent life that didn't do anything to you, as healing properties. People believe back in the olden days that this was some sort of explanation for things like poison ivy and aloe vera's healing properties. But, um, yeah, yeah, that's. That's how Mandrake works. And uh, to access its healing powers, do I have to do any cult fucked up stuff or can I just eat it? Well, I mean, you could try to eat it. I mean, to be honest, I think Sandals like realizes what Javi's saying and then looks at the cauldron 
I'm assuming that the cauldron has been mostly spilled. Is there any of the mandrake tea left inside? So looking down at the ground, you see like the mandrake weakly trying to crawl back into the cauldron, even though it's <laughs> mostly empty. Yeah. So here's the thing. You boil mandrake and you drink the fluid. Most of it's on the floor, but looks like there's a little bit left in there. You can try to drink it. I don't think the little guy will be happy. I need a health refill. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna slip that right <laughs> off. Alright, slurping that mandrake juice off the wow. floor. Not even thinking about Melvin. <laughs> Give me a uh, health check for Javi. I'm amused that Sandals' tone of voice has returned has returned right back to Moxie mode. I think Sandals Sandals says, sorry, it I forgot to mention it's always said to be incredibly bitter. It's incredibly bitter and fucking disgusting. You cannot swallow this. Okay, damn. So I guess I just like immediately spit spit it back out. Yep. Yeah. God, that's disgusting. Damn. Yeah, no. Uh for the most part, witches brews, essential oils, all that stuff. Unfortunately, it doesn't really work. Huh. You know, I'm a skeptic too, but this thing here is writhing on the floor, so that was having me reconsider everything, yeah. essentially. Javi. Reality doesn't really work the same way that we thought it did. I give you points for effort, man. It made sense, to me at least. Damn it. All right. Well, I guess we got to go after Jet. I'm going to go in. Is everyone else going to follow? <sighs> Sandals, Sandals is still on the floor, like, rethinking a few things. If he goes through with this, he's going to be the last person through. So Manifesto walks up to the mouth and just kind of calls down there. And he's like, uh, Jets, are, are you, are you okay? Are you just hanging out down there? Yeah. You don't see Jet down there. It's possible he has gone far enough down that he cannot hear you. Manifesto yells louder. <laughs> Jet! <laughs> you guys have been talking for like minutes. Yeah. Jet it was not going to stop no he's gone man oh okay manifesto looks back at the group and shrugs hopefully he hasn't been digested <laughs> mm. oh uh, javi do you still have that scalpel like, you <laughs> might want to keep it close yeah yeah i still i still got it unfortunately you left the cleaver inside of dave i did yeah yeah, yeah. That, that's gone for my thing yeah well, I was noting that uh, Manifesto would try to find an opportunity during all that hot slurping action and try yeah. to get through that those mouth that mouth cavity. All right, down we go. Everybody else, scream on your way down so we can hear you. <laughs> Just throw the mandrake down. We can tell how long it is by the Doppler effect. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's do it. <laughs> Instead of the canary and the coal gone. man, we have the, the mandrake <laughs> in the mouth hole. Got a very hard right. science. So uh, Manifesto goes down following after Jet. It's it's almost kind of like a water slide. It's it's going down a chute 
Uh, it's uh, kind of fleshy, kind of stone. It doesn't really make a lot of sense when you think about it, so it kind of hurts to think about. Um, and then you get to the bottom, and we'll talk about what's down there once everyone else decides if they're joining or not. Yeah, I'm going right in. All right. Just Grayson and Sandals left. Uh, <laughs> Peer pressure episode. We gotta go. We can't. We, we can't. We can't let them go. But we can't. We can't split up this group. I'll be right behind you. I promise. Oh, you better be. <laughs> Jump on him. <laughs> so Sandals does get up, but he, as he's walking towards the mouth. He like leans up close to it the same way that he did to the first light the first time he touched the lighthouse where he like puts both hands on it then presses his body against it and then leans his ear against the lighthouse interior this time mm-hmm. and he just says I'm sorry I know you're trying to communicate and I know he's not listening when you work with talent You need to deal with improv sometimes. I'm doing my best to make him listen. Does Sandals hear anything back from the lighthouse itself? So you don't hear anything, but you feel something, which almost seems more significant in the way that these things seem to resonate. You feel this reassurance and almost invitation that the lighthouse wants you to come deeper. Yeah. How cold is Sandals right now? He's getting colder. Yeah. I think Sandals takes a deep breath, steps back, and then as nonchalantly as one can possibly entering a quivering, gaping maw, uh, (laughs) slides right down uh, into the, uh, into the, the throat. All right. So let's find out what's on the other side of this thing. Those of you who emerge from the throat tunnel see a stone chamber with what looks like a well in the center. A ring of mushrooms surround the well as otherworldly light flickers from within it. You're not alone here. Uh, Already here before Jet arrived and the others soon after him, you see Melvin. He doesn't look too good. He's lost a hand. He's got his shirt off, wrapped around the wound. He's not wearing his contacts that give him those trademark pink and turquoise eyes. He's got a black eye. Overall, he looks pretty banged up. And along with him here is a tremendous creature (sighs) that you realize is what has become of Iceberg. And as you begin arriving down the chute, he looks like he's tending to Melvin's wound. And he turns and doesn't quite look at you because his eyes are covered. 
but he gestures towards the direction you came from, and he says, I told you they would come, Melvin. We may not see eye to eye, but I would never underestimate his tenacity, just as Sandals arrives. And that is where we're going to take our intermission. Oh no, he's hot. <laughs> that's, 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 that's Jet's first comment. No, it's not Jet's comment. Looking forward, looking forward to the Sandals Iceberg uh, forearm uh. fanfiction. Uh, my favorite character trait: characters with multiple arms. Love that. The sandals, sandals ones. The Chester does really like forearmed characters. I do. I like uh. having multiple arms is like the cool, the coolest thing. So I'm very happy about this. All right. Uh, we'll we'll all be right back temporarily. Uh, thank you so much for waiting, everyone. If you've got a Blue Sky account, you can send your extremely graphic iceberg sandals pornography to toaster.live. <laughs> I repeat, that is toaster.live. He would just surprise him with that left and right. He'll have he'll be overjoyed. <laughs> he no longer has he no longer has a Twitter. <laughs> Let's recommence the action. We join our cape escapers having crawled into a mouth, as you do, and emerged down in the very depths of the lighthouse where this strange orifice of otherworldly lights dances in the middle of this room. Here we see the injured Mr. Man and the transformed iceberg awaiting you. Mr. Man averts his gaze, looking shameful as he is reassured by one of iceberg's many hands wrapped around his head. I think Sandals is really surprised by this. But I think hearing the fact that he spoke with his like sentient voice, like his, he is in control of himself in some sense, mm -hmm. uh, has deeply reassured Sandals because it also confirms to Sandals that he was right when he made the guess that this would not change Iceberg like it would change the others. Uh, I brought this up earlier in the campaign and I said, even if it does anything to him, I don't think it will kill him. Uh, not like the others. So uh, I think with that, Sandals approaches them and puts his hand, just one of his paws, very gently on Hang whatever. Hang on, one second, approach. one second. Is Jet <laughs> in this room? Uh, yes, Jet arrived first. Okay, I was like, we need to stop, because he was never acknowledged. I'm like, we need to... Yes, everybody's here. Uh, Jet, Jet arrived first, and the others, and then finally... Because he Sandals. would have an immediate reaction to play out that we oh, have yeah. resolved. Oh, yeah, I but, Oh, sure. But because yes. you didn't say his name, I was like, wait, is Jet not here? <laughs> is he is something here. wrong? Yes. I mean, Jet's Jet is going first. to yeah, just fine. sprint to Mr. Man. And I, I think he, the others would already see you up there with him by yeah. the time they arrive. Yeah. It's a very, like, almost motherly moment of just, like, like squeezing his face, checking, like, he's fine, like, he's okay in some level. 
Like just oh. just this this confirmation that needs to happen. He and then just leans his head into you and just starts crying. And he just pulls him into a hug. Like not a he's taller, so he's not hugging his wound. He's like he's like put, he squeezes his uh Melvin's head into like the crook of his neck. And that's the scene that they walk in on. Yes. So I think with that happening, Sandals walks up to Iceberg, who's probably just listening to this because he has his eyes closed, mm-hmm. or at least occluded in some sense. It looks like there's something dripping from his eyes, so I think Sandals notices that immediately. And then he puts his hand on an appropriate location for how tall Iceberg is. I do not know how tall Sandals can reach on how big this creature has become. Um, uh, let's see, eight foot, five foot. Uh, I imagine that Jet recognized Iceberg vaguely as a shape, <laughs> but having seen Melvin did not actually look at him. <laughs> yeah. Like there's someone else here who cares, Melvin. So here. the question of whether or not he would attack Iceberg because Monster is just, <laughs> oh, there's some kind of, just, there's a vague polar bear shape in the room that isn't done any, that's not doing anything. It doesn't matter. There sure is. Yeah. And, um, uh, your your hand probably comes up to the to the belly on him. You just yeah, you're at belly size. I think he puts his hand on like the side of his belly, and says, uh, "I've been looking for you for a while. What's happened between us in the past doesn't matter much now. I'm very happy to see you here." I am. Though I don't think you can see me, and you. Not in the way I was able to before, but it is reassuring to hear your voice, to smell your little ferret odor. Hmm. I think Sandals I'm... frowns at that because he was <laughs> trying to be very nice, but, you know, they are kind of frenemies. You know, so a little bit of jabbing is to be expected. Um, I'm glad we are on the same page. It's like a bar of Bloodborne boss. (laughs) I think with this, Sandals kind of, you know, takes a step back. Now that he has acknowledged that the bear isn't going to lash out at him and kill him, he's going to get to the bottom of this and say, like, we need to talk. I don't know if everyone here needs to hear everything that we are going to say. Uh, I think he turns to like Javier, Grayson, Manifesto, because obviously Jet is a little bit preoccupied. Turns to them and says, you're welcome to participate in this conversation. Um, I don't know how much of it will make sense to everyone. Um, I'm sure some things that will make you uncomfortable will come up. I'm already uncomfortable, my friend. Continue. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and then Sandals turns to Iceberg and says would you like to talk about what you know there is much that I know too much this is mm. part of the bargain I have struck with them mm. I knew I- that something like this would happen Thankfully, I have learned much about the rules they operate under. 
And as such, I know they will not intrude upon us. Hmm. Well, that's relieving. Uh, one of his hands points down. Um, per the contract, they are not allowed to behold nudity. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I think Sandals. I think Sandals has the the like the most shit eating grin on his face right now, <laughs> and then just says, uh, like, he can't help himself. He says, so we can't sing copyrighted music? That drives them away immediately. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought so. Uh, well, good to know. Happy birthday is always in the back pocket. Uh, oh, I, I think that's in the public domain now, actually. Really? Hmm. You were always better at that sort of thing than I was. <laughs> just the reveal that he's naked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so... As, as as this conversation is happening, uh, I just want to give room for other people to have interactions before I think Sandals and Iceberg have whatever conversation they're about to have. Is there anything we want to get done, deal with Jet, <laughs> deal with Mr. Melvin before this happens? This sidebar, I should say. Grayson has total confusion. Like, <laughs> I don't remember that in the contract. He's going to pull the documents back out and start re-reviewing that section. Oh, my God. I forgot that you have the you have a copy of it. Yeah, uh, you do notice that it looks like there's some boilerplate portions stapled in from the YouTube uh, terms of service. So anything that you can't show on YouTube, the viewers are not allowed to see. By the way, the viewers, quote unquote, are called out in the contract. This is completely. So, in, this is completely in line with how, as far as I can tell, Marty has read every Eula he's ever encountered. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So if the viewers show up again, we're just all stripping naked. Is that the agreement? I mean, I hell, mean, if you want to, well, we really, really only need the one. <laughs> you, you do take up a lot of space, my friend. Be, it, good for yeah. you on that regard. But <laughs> sandals being five four is like, I mean, it's kind of hard to miss. It is. <laughs> <laughs> um okay so what sandals, the coke bottle <laughs> <laughs> the two liter uh so so they walk over i think to one of the columns or whatever i think sandals is actually being pretty sincere here uh with giving jet and mr man space um sandals brings iceberg over to one of the columns i think sandals is being kind here He's doing the thing that you do um, with people who have poor vision, mm -hmm. where you uh, you put like a hand on them and they put a hand on you so that you can walk them and, and help guide them so that he's not tripping over these mushrooms. He's not walking into the well, um, not hitting any of these, uh, you know, large columns. And as they get over there, Sandals kind of looks to Iceberg and says, a question for a question. I will trade you what you wanted to know about me or what I want to know and what I do know about what's going on here. Is that fair? Sandals, I think we are past the point of such exchanges. I will tell you whatever you want to know. I have 
no expectation. You are under no obligation to share about your past. I do not think it is relevant. Is he telling the truth? Do I need to roll something to figure this out? This is extremely shocking to Sandals. This is extremely shocking to Sandals, but you hear how tired he is in his voice, and you think he is telling the truth. Okay. I'll start with something that I know, and I think you'll be able to fill in the blanks. This is all about Jet. But what we learned about Miss Potatoes earlier was that she set this up. I've been thinking for a while, that's kind of weird. Why would she focus on this place? Why would she use Mr. Man to get to Jet? And I realized something. I realized that she isn't a businesswoman. She's a talent scout. What is she trying to get at with Chet? As far as I can tell, and I had Larry translate some things from the contract for me before he took their offer. Jet was needed as bait to open the door. Mm. I thought that too. It seems like he may be from wherever these things are from. And I do not think they will leave until the twice promised is returned to them. However, with the way this was stated in the contract, I think we are once promised and two of us is enough to end this charade. Holy shit. Sandals lowers his voice to Iceberg and says, Melvin and Jet are at the center of this story. And I think it would be very unfair to steal their spotlight. This may be true, but I have glimpsed at the other side. And I know there is no going back for me. I'm, I'm going to go through. Sandals, will you come with me? I think Sandals do, like doesn't respond to that. It's not that he's a he's he's not doing this to avoid the question or like change the topic. He's he is actively thinking about this. I know Iceberg probably can't see that, but mm. I think a lot of other, I think like everyone else who's part of this 
understands that this is a possibility that Sandals is actively considering. And then he says, I hope it is not uncouth to say that I need to consider this proposal. Of course, it is not something I would take lightly. Melvin here attempted to dive in headfirst, saying that it was all his fault. He he should be the, the sacrifice, but I knew you would be coming. I knew we had other options. Melvin is a fool. <laughs> and I mean he's, that... He's just in, over there ugly crying, as you're saying. Yeah. That. And I think he says, like, I mean that in the archetypal sense. He is the fool. He is the the buffoon. The one that this whole thing hinges around. And I don't know how to bring that to conclusion in a way that works for everyone. But I'm trying. I'm trying very hard. Okay? I'm... I'm trying my best, Hans. I'm really working on this. And I think at that moment, like, Sandals is actually affected. Like, he's, like, a little bit sad. He's shivering. He's freezing fucking cold right now. He is so cold. And I think even the tears... Yeah. Yeah, the tears on his cheeks, I think, are even, like, frosted dew at this point. Though Iceberg cannot see you, he seems to sense this trauma radiating from you, and he does pull you in for a big hug with all four of his big arms against his soft, warm belly. And it doesn't make everything better, but it makes you feel like maybe at some point things might be okay. I have other questions, but I think the others have things to ask you as well. And then I think he turns to Javi and Grayson and Manifesto and he says, I told you he would know more than I would. So, uh... (laughs) <laughs> what, what does steering in the well do to me? I just rolled a three for stability. Ooh. I felt like I had to roll that because I recognize those swirls. It's the same thing I saw in the lighthouse earlier. So it's just I've been staring at that the whole time. It absolutely is the same thing you saw in the lighthouse earlier. And looking down in there, you see like this prolapsing tunnel of infinite color that gyrates in ways that your brain doesn't really comprehend. Fortunately, uh, you rolled at least a three, so you don't take any stability damage from looking down there, but you do feel like car sick. You feel motion right. sickness looking down into it. Absolutely. Uh, so because I didn't totally lose it, I did overhear that conversation with, with uh, Sandals. So, I mean, I guess this is what it this is what it is here. Uh, one of us has to be Gurgi. Have you seen the Black Cauldron? Mm-hmm. I think think Sandals laughs at that and says, no, but I've seen a video essay about it. 
Okay. Oh, the oh, Schwarz Cauldron? Yes. It's a very good film. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, it wants someone to jump in there, but whoever's going in isn't coming back out ever. That is the conclusion I have come to as well. No. Couldn't we just have like a rope or something and dangle them in them there and then pull them back out? Would that violate the terms of the, the contract? I do not think this will be sufficient. No, I I totally understand the the self sacrifice and everything, and and good thought, Schmanifesto. Um, but what if instead of us violating the terms of the contract, we got them to violate the terms of the contract? <laughs> I think Sandal's eyebrow goes up at this, and he immediately turns to Grace and says, "I'm sorry. Um, what?" Well, <laughs> obviously there's things that they're not allowed to observe, and uh, they they hightailed it out of here just from one uh, one um, undressed individual. I'm gonna keep pouring over this. I wonder if there's something that gives us a different out. <laughs> Fucking oh, Chekhov's man. Grayson. <laughs> <laughs> Grayson uh, does have a point in law he can spend. He also has two <laughs> points of bureaucracy he can spend. Oh, my God. oh my God. <laughs> saving the points for the end. Oh my goodness. All right. Uh you want to give me a law or bureaucracy spend? Your choice. Uh, let's do a bureaucracy spend. Okay, so you're going to start pouring over the contract again, finding some way to force the viewers to renege on their portion of the contract. Um, that's going to take a moment, though, so uh, other conversations can play out while you're doing that. Absolutely. But that's an exciting prospect. Even... Iceberg has perked his little barriers at the prospect of that. Who has the goggles right now? I was it Manifest or it was Javi? It was one of us. Yeah, we were we were sharing them. Yeah. And we would both be willing to hand them over, I'm sure. Yeah. I think Sandals at this point is like stealing himself for something. He goes over to Javi and Manny and says, Can I... I don't know what would be better. You were to wear the goggles or if I were. If I wear them, I'm going to need your help. If you wear them, maybe, maybe you can communicate with her better. You know, I've already seen it before. I don't see the problem. I can put him back on. Okay. So Sandals, I think, then looks to Iceberg and says, how much did you learn about Bullet? I 
looked at official records. I know when she was born, when she died, but that is about it. I think to that, Sandals recognizes his restraint and says, Thank you. And then steps aside the group so that Javi can look at him and see his baggage and we can have something of a seance. Let's do this. Okay, so I put the goggles on and I see her. Uh, What does she start doing? Uh, As you behold her, you see her clenching much tighter around Sandal's neck than she was before. She is putting a great deal of strain upon him. And as you look at her, she turns and starts to look at you, her head craning around 180 degrees to stare directly at you. Is she there? Oh, she's there. I tried talking to her. That's not fair. You can't even see you. Does she respond? Her mouth gapes open and you start to feel very cold. I think Sandals touches the bullet that they gave him, the the viewers gave him in his pocket, and he's holding it in his hands. Um, and I assume at this point it is it is basically just like burning his hands with how cold it is. Yeah. Um, and he says, just to 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 her, but to no one. I'm sorry that I could never have met you. What happened to you is unfair. You didn't hurt anyone. And I think for a long time, I've been living in your shadow. For so long, I've thought that you were something missing from my life, that you were something that everyone wanted, that I couldn't be. And I think I held that against you. And I think that's unfair. I'm so sorry for how your story has been told. I'm so sorry for everything you weren't allowed to do, that you weren't able to do. But I still have something to live for. I can't miss you. I never met you. It's not fair for me to hold that against you. 
as this speech is happening, Javi, you see her attention slowly drift back towards him, even though you're looking at her, which is a first. And you see it looks like her grip on him is loosening. Hmm. I think to this, Sandals looks over to Javi and looks over to Manny and looks up at Iceberg and says, For a long time, I've done my best to hide a story that should have been told a long time ago. You see, in my hometown, there was this bridge. It was said that if you drove over it during a snowstorm, you would see a girl in the road. She would stare and point at you like a deer in the headlights. And if you swerved to slow down, to get out of the way, when you got out of your car, there was no one there. For a very long time, I thought this was just a story, just an urban legend that was told. People on the playground would talk about it. It was a piece, a myth, a story that just overhung the town I grew up in for so long. And so I thought I would look into it. For years, I've lived under the shadow of my sister, girl named Bullet. I never knew what happened to her. She died a very long time before I was born. My parents are in their 70s. I was their last chance at a kid. And I never asked questions. She was always there hanging over me. A ghost, uh, someone I had to feel bad for. Someone my parents mourned quietly that I could never live up to. One day, I was looking into that legend. Stayed up late. I read encyclopedia entries about my town. I commissioned the police reports. I looked into everything I could find. And I talked to someone about it. And I think Sandals looks up at Iceberg and then back down at his feet. And he says, And what I found is that stories are so often based on truth. That sometimes an urban legend is started because a girl walking home from school one day is just caught in a blizzard 
without a jacket. And then she dies. And for 20 years, her parents and her friends and her town just suffer. And her story gets warped into something that it wasn't. And people come to look at it and to jeer at it and to mock it. And so often, the stories that we tell are not the truth of what actually happened. They are fiction. They are entertainment for viewers that have no stake in any of it. This world is a cruel and a sad place. And all we can think to do is mine it for entertainment. And for that, I am sorry for never correcting the record. And I think to that, Sandals is fully crying at this point. Iceberg does embrace you to him as you let this all out, as you feel catharsis at some of this baggage you've been carrying around with you begin to lighten and leave your shoulders. And I think to that, Sandals through the muffled, you know, he's not sobbing, he's just crying. And he says, sometimes you have to accept that things will be painful, that there will be awful times in life, that things are just unfair in order to find some sense of closure and happiness. Keep moving for those who are still alive, for those of us who can still keep going. And I think with that, he looks over at Jet and Mr. Man. That's currently rocking Melvin back and forth as he sobs. <clears throat> He's trying to tell him, No, this is your fault. This is, look at, have you seen this? This is beyond us. None of this makes any sense. He is just frequently interjecting as he sobs with it. It's my fault. I, 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 I was complicit. I, they couldn't have done it without me. And as he is uh, weeping, uh, Sandals, you can feel Iceberg like holding his tongue and he does sort of mumble under his breath you are complicit in a system of philanthrocapitalism that <laughs> savages the very people yes. you choose to help with your little videos but he he, he, he does this quietly he doesn't want to interfere Sandals, with their Sandals is Fucking digging base. his little cocaine paws a little bit into into <laughs> you know icebergs like belly a little bit like come on dude like <laughs> even I can read the room a little bit I, I will be quiet sorry sorry and <laughs> Melvin is just crying his eyes out and he's like I'm so sorry I just really liked it when the number goes up 
I know, honey, I know. This isn't you. You're way too stupid to have done this. But what? I can fix it. I, I can end it. No, no. We're getting out of this and we're getting out of it alive. Remember, we're Saber in the mask. We can handle anything. So at. Oh, shit. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, my God. Choo -choo. All right. Uh, you get him up out of losing it. He's back above zero and he cracks a very soft smile even as tears are continuing to pour down his face and he says you you can do anything jet i know you can they used, as... to, they used to play as superheroes and their kids and he had to pull the wagon oh i love that so much sandals is looking at this very you know, through his teary eyes, through how upset he is with this. Is Melvin looking at Jet, looking him in the eyes? He is. For the first time. He is looking Jet straight in the eyes, but he doesn't have that look of like revulsion or wonder at how strange Jet's eyes look. It it's like he's seeing something familiar that he hasn't seen in a very long time. It's almost comforting to him. And he says, you can do anything, but I need to make up for my mistakes. Jed is not going to let I, go. So I think at this, Sandals looks back to Javi for any sort of confirmation. You did not give him guidance. a fucking Mr. Beast ba Okay, never mind. It's a <laughs> Sorry. So, I thought uh, you gave him Mr. Be ba Mr. Beast branded bandage and it wasn't just his shirt. I just got caught up. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was upset. I'm, I'm doing my best to not show Sandals the frustration I'm hiding inside. I'm I'm had he had his I'm happy he had his cathartic moment. Um but I just, I was desperately trying to think of any way to lure that ghost girl down the well. So I'm just thinking, God damn it. Uh, well, do we know <laughs> what happened to the ghost girl yet? She seems to have like slowly gotten less opaque until she has dissolved completely. Yeah, you, you. So while, <laughs> okay. So Sandals pushes himself away from Iceberg, you know, as he will let him. And then he dries his eyes with his little cocaine paws. However, you know, <laughs> oh, no. that's probably not great for him. Um, oh, oh, man, I feel like a little revitalized. Cry, good cry is... Anyone else feel really good right now? Um, and then he walks over to the well. And he puts his hand on the well. And he clutches the bullet that was in his pocket. And he's, he speaks to it one last time, and he says, I will never forget your story, but I never knew you. And he drops the bullet in the well. You watch as the bullet descends into the well, tumbling end over end, and it's almost like whatever force is on the other side 
slows its descent and catches it and then slowly guides it down further rather than letting it slip into free fall. Sandals looks back at Javi and then says, she's gone, right? Yeah, she's gone. I thought so. Sandals, does he feel cold anymore? Not really, especially with Iceberg here. He's very warm. <laughs> Ironically. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> I think he exhales and then away from Iceberg, away from everyone else, just says, I'm very sorry for how emotional I just got. If you don't mind, I just need a minute. And then he walks like beyond one of the pillars away from the group and just, you know, sits down and has a moment to himself. And I think about now is when Grayson is going to come to the conclusion that, yes, these viewers are beholden to the same user agreement that YouTube viewers are. And in fact, if they witness things depicted in the list of things that are not permitted on YouTube and do not look away, they may be breaking their end of the contract. Given the nature of these creatures, it may even be more impactful if that is stated to them as they are doing it. Yeah, th this all seems pretty clear. They, they can't look at any of it. They can't look at any of the stuff that's in violation of, of like the standard YouTube content policy. There's been so much stuff happening in this town that they're just not allowed to see. And they're the cause of inciting others to commit violence, fights involving minors, footage, audio, imagery involving accidents and disasters or aftermath of attacks. They can't look at any of this stuff. And yet it is the penis that they run from. It's just the most obvious. You can't you can't expect most viewers to have actually read the fine print, right? Nudity's obvious. I, I mean, if you just obviously we don't really want them to cause another one of these things. But like the the hand, the arm. That was recent. That was in clear violation. Very recent. It just disappeared off of him. And there was a viewer on the other end happily observing it. <laughs> well, uh, if Jet there has their eyes, does that count as them witnessing it? I mean, he's, he's very freaky with his whole uh, <laughs> ocular situation. Became the traumatized jet stream. 
Perhaps that is loosening their grip on this world? Or perhaps we must call them out on their many violations? If only uh, Manifesto hadn't just killed so many of them, there'd be one here now. Well, they're, they're all running from the nudity. <laughs> no, they they died on their way out. Yeah. All of them? Uh, all the ones that joined you down in the picnic. They have all been smashed or shot. <laughs> Hate to say it, I think we needed one of Jet's eyes. <laughs> I don't think he's going to like that. <laughs> I, I, I mean, we don't need to remove it. It's obviously right there. He's seeing it. He's, he's looking at naked bits right now. Um, uh, Jed has not been paying a lot of attention. <laughs> Jed, we, we need you to look at him, at, at, at the bareness of his bare form. The before you, you can, yeah. Before you behold my bare necessities, <laughs> I would God. I would request that before we act in a way that severs the ongoing contract, I would like to depart for the other side. Why, why is he want to die so badly? So to this, I think, I think Sandals finally, you know, sits up and he says, uh, he walks up to, to Iceberg and he shakes his hand. You know, like take reaching one paw out into another, and he shakes his hand and he says, I gave you a lot of shit, but you were a lot better at this than I ever was. And I think I was just jealous of that. You have always been better at picking your battles, Sandals. That is something I wish I had learned from you better during our partnership. But I do not believe you will be coming with me on this voyage. So I will keep you and your lessons in my heart. Yeah, buddy. I don't think I'm going where you're going. But I promise I'll finish whatever it was you started. Thank you. You know my passwords. They are very easy to guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's always been a problem with your account. It's kind of a miracle that I never trolled you harder. Yes. Thank you very much for that. And the whole getting locked out of YouTube for two months thing. <laughs> oh, whole, I mean, whole disaster. Oh, yeah. That was. Ungelablik. Yeah. And then he, like, you know. Shrugs. Uh, he gives you one last hug, extra tight. Uh, you feel your spine snap in a way that reminds you you actually have one. Um, oh, it doesn't come up often. It's like, oh, new oh, feeling nice. for yeah. sandals. Yeah. And it says, goodbye, sandals. Goodbye, goodbye. the rest of you. I do not particularly care for your names. <laughs> <laughs> And then he 
mounts the the well, the orifice in the middle of the room that leads to the other side, and he begins to crawl inside, descending down. Bef- uh-huh. Before he fully descends, yes. I think Sandals looks at him and says, Teller, I said thank you. If our paths cross, I will relay your words. And then he begins bracing himself with all four arms against the four sides of the well and slowly descends down to the other side. No, he was cool. We had two really emotional moments, and your takeaway was he was cool. Sure, he was so yeah, cool. He was, like, he was really he was cool. So cool. He had such cool arms. Such a cool polar bear. He really came around. Like, he no, had such an asshole, juice. but really was just ended up really sweet. Listen, we're all viewers. <laughs> and speaking of which, in the very background, one may be able to see Manifesto with his cell phone up, aimed at this whole situation, kind of away from everyone. <laughs> and uh, if, if anyone were to glance at his screen, it seems like he's recording this. <laughs> Thankfully, he doesn't have uh, like one of those Japanese phones where it's required by law to make a snapping noise when it takes a picture. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that would really undercut the moment. Yeah. Just a bunch of shutter noises. Uh, Iceberg would throw you in. <laughs> I think I think at this really quickly, Sandals walks over to Javi, puts his hands on his shoulders, puts his hand his like forehead to Javi's forehead, and just says I know that was probably fucking awful to go through. Thank you very much for doing that. And then he, like, very tenderly removes the goggles from Javi's eyes. Javi's going to have to process the concept of life beyond death on top of everything else. Yep. (laughs) Yep. I think my reality is already shattered with the first look into the lighthouse. Um... If the viewers are seeing through Jet's eyes, you know, what does that mean? I mean, it still doesn't satiate the well if they break their contract, right? Like, is there some sort of final moment, something that breaks the contract and let's put an end to this? Or what, We've you know? already satiated the well. Whatever we have to do with the viewers comes next. Um, Did we? I thought the well needed... Uh, two spirits if it wasn't the chosen one the bullet oh it took two and then i think uh i think to this sandals looks to melvin and and to jet and says they still have a role to play in their story we need to just see it through to the end Melvin is sniffling and slowly coming back to attention. He nods slowly. He seems fully on board with whatever Sandal's plan is. 
And no, I don't ever know what he's talking about either. Yeah, it's 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 a lot to follow. I think and he's just trying to be vague to sound smart. It it works. He sounds very smart. <laughs> I think to this sandals goes, I am smart. How many times <laughs> do I have to prove this? Why do I have to prove why do I have to work so hard? He likes <laughs> he's like rubbing his nose and he's like Oh, why, do I, why do I have to prove myself to so many people? He's throwing a moxie tantrum. Oh, He's throwing a moxie anyone, tantrum. Is it warm in here to anyone else? I'm really warm all of a sudden. Oh my god. Uh, I guess we're we're underground. It's warm underground. It's warm underground. Um. And yeah, now uh, that iceberg has departed through the tunnel you came in. Several watchers, several oh, viewers, right. are beginning to descend. Now that there's no longer nudity on display, it's extremely fixable. Okay. <laughs> we've got, we've got, we've got two options as I see it. I can strip naked. I don't really care, but Jet, just show him the severed hand. I think that counts as gore. Remember, they they rewarded it to you. What do you do Not with that, that information? Uh, and um, let's see who had does anyone you don't have any cryptozoology left no uh, I don't uh, can I does anyone have a media literacy left I have an analysis and I have I have a shenanigans that I want to pull on you right now do tell Ken Sandals analyze the situation and I have a very specific thing I want to come to the conclusion of very quickly that Toaster as a player has come to the conclusion of, but no one else has. All right, wrote about uh, it. All right, I'm gonna PM you really quickly on okay. Discord. Uh, what do you think he's saying, chat? <laughs> also, I made a, I made a Coke bottle joke about the penis because the the polar bears are commonly associated with the Coca-Cola Foundation and their branding and the, the Christmas and everything. So, like, that's it's a really funny joke. You should all laugh about it. I actually <laughs> missed that mascot. one. You didn't get that one? <laughs> I missed that one. What the hell? Yeah. No, I, got, I, I got it immediately. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what the joke was about, was the fact that Coca-Cola has all those polar bear commercials. No, I, I, got, I got the Coke dick joke. <laughs> Coke dick. Okay. Um, Sandals so, has spent this analysis point, and and I think for everyone in the group, you you see him. He, you know, he's doing the same pose Jet was doing before, with the the whole like arms crossed with one hand. He's doing the thinker pose, but standing, leaning against this wall. And he goes, "I think the viewers have been very naughty. <laughs> I think they are really interested." And things they shouldn't be. And then their I think, eyes fall upon you as you begin this declaration. Yeah. Sandals smiles and says, A boon, a boon. We want murder. And then he looks to Jet. He looks at Jet's eyes and he says, I believe you are the one that killed Margot Martindale, were you not? You were the one that bashed her skull in 
That counts as gore, my friend. That counts as excessive violence. You did that, and they watched through your eyes. In fact, I think they're the ones that were inciting violence. And then I think Sandals looks at Grayson, and Sandals says, inciting violence with reactionary speech. That's against the terms of service, is yeah, it that not? Sounds, that sounds like a policy violation to me. At the word, think of it. At the word policy violation, <laughs> the viewers begin to tremble. You feel the fog that floats around them starting to condense around them and squeeze yeah. at them. Sandals begins to walk forward towards one of the viewers. And I think he's staring at it and he says, there's nothing more alluring to people than something they're not meant to see something taboo they're not allowed to watch and i think these viewers have been egging us on the whole time i think they've been the ones trying to circumvent these rules the few viewers that remain shudder and mutter soft refutations no your fault not ours mm. <laughs> i think this whole time they've been trying to make a story a piece of fiction out of something that's actually true crime I think they've been the ones trying to get us to do things we didn't want to do. No, I think they're the ones that are breaking the rules, not us. We're not culpable at all. And all for the sake of content. We make content. We make content for them, after all. This was never a horror story. This was a romance. This was a love story. They gasp. I think Sandals smiles and then looks to Melvin and looks to Jet. And then he says, as he has many times before, Play your part. Melvin looks up to Jet, looking into those golden eyes that he's admired for so many years. Jet glances at Melvin, then back at Sandals, and is like, uh, I'll have you know that I would never do something like that under duress. This is a extenuating circumstances for this kind of thing. Jet! I have already established. You're the talent. I'm the director. <laughs> now kiss. Melvin's blush is unavoidable. 
his ears fold down a little bit as he looks up at Jet with a trembling lip. waits. He thinks that Jet will finally take the initiative on this. He's been quiet for so long, but as he looks back over to Sandals, he realizes he needs to take initiative for this. He needs to make up for the things he has done and for the things he has not done. He needs to make amends. And he reaches up and he kisses Jet. What are you? And all Jet has ever wanted was to be seen by Melvin. And I think finally that's happened. And man is crying again, but a different kind of tears this time. He squeezes tight around Jet, and the viewers are revolted by this. And not good this for is YouTube. It's sure yeah. not gay LGBT on YouTube. Content shadow banned immediately. This this isn't against the contract, but it is against something the algo the the algo and the viewers begin to shriek and descend down into the orifice disappearing from view and you feel a rumble around you as the lighthouse quivers and shakes sandals you feel the stone of the lighthouse and it feels disappointed Mm -hmm. I think sandals the number one feeling in his his heart right now not his brain his heart is smug vindication He figured out their game, and he beat them at it. He never compromised. He never once went against his ideals. He figured out their stupid algorithm, their stupid riddle, this thing he's been trying to figure out for years now, this thing he's been struggling to understand with all of the validation he's wanted off of his channel. And seeing this happen, I think he finally knows he has what it takes. Excellent. We did it, gamers. We saved the day with a kiss. Yay! (laughs) Manifesto got it all on camera. Yeah! (laughs) That's going in the director's cut. Well, that's going right. to be a branding change for Mr. Man. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So, following that, 
Our cape escapers are able to make it out of the tower. They see the fog lifting. They see the sun cutting through the sky above. And for the time being, at least, they are free of Cape Karma, of Escape Con, of all of the tragedy and nonsense that has happened here this extremely long and eventful night. And to wrap things up, what we're going to do is we're going to take a look at what happens to them afterwards. And I think the best way for us to do that is the same way we started it. <laughs> oh. Incredible. <laughs> I forgot about this. Oh, Those man. who remain. Oh, this is so exciting. Oh, my God. All right. It looks like first up, we're going to take a look at the embrace. Following the events of Cape Karma, the survivors return home. Some of them changed, some of them a little broken. After such a close brush with death, Naomi Nizumi retires her Twitch channel and finally makes good on her long-standing threat to open an OnlyFans. Uh, she quickly becomes one of the site's top earners on the MILF tag, despite never tagging herself that way, much to her frustration. It, it seems if you're over 21, you're a MILF. That's just how it goes these days. <laughs> Genshin Impact characters are daddy. Uh, yeah, I respect. That's cool as shit. And that's where she ends up for now. The best possible ending. Who do we take a look at next? All right. In morning. Whoever clicks pet first is so powerful. Yeah, <laughs> you're setting the precedent. Profoundly intense. You don't want to be the person who clicks something else. <laughs> you don't want to start an internet argument. Oh, no. <laughs> After... Burying and mourning what remains of his wife, Martin Martindale manages to secure the film rights to what happened in Cape Karma, and he just sits on them. He rejects all bids to adapt it into a film, a play, a novel. Her story is going to stay with him. Oh. Good for him. He yeah, never had a chance to understand seriously. anything that I was think happening. Sa Sandals probably has kept in contact with Martin. All right. Uh oh. I think we're going to look at the scapegoat next. Let's see. His arm's back on. Thanks to your efforts, you managed to secure Mr. Man's arm and get it reattached. And he only has a little bit of loss of function, but he does have 
a good amount of money in premium healthcare insurance. He regains most of the functionality in his hand, but he also goes to prison. He ends up essentially being the fall guy for this whole fiasco and almost seems eager to fall on his sword and take responsibility for what happened against everyone's advice. Most people of his means would get a golden parachute and have like house arrest or maximum security vacation jail, but he insists on doing the time for the crimes he felt he committed. This motherfucker's the, gonna make Jet a prison wife and then upload a video to his YouTube channel for 10 million views like, I went to prison at the end of all this. That is exactly what face. happens. He uh -huh. does go to a prison <laughs> that allows conjugal visits. <laughs> so that's what happens with him. It's completely in, in line with all those fucking Mr. Beast videos and the absurd premises. <laughs> All right, let's take a look at the shepherd. Oh, the protagonist. <laughs> shepherd. I uh, love her lo-fi fucking apartment to sleep, serious. study, and relax to. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. She's not being any to shed the impression that she's cool as shit. <laughs> yeah, no, my total waifu. Uh... <laughs> Maven character. tries to keep in contact with everyone following the events of EscapeCon. She arranges regular Zoom calls to check in with folks. It's sort of a form of group therapy for the shared yeah. trauma they've all been through. But over time, the the group of people who keep coming to these meetings gets smaller and smaller until there isn't much steam left to keep it going. She ends up retiring her channel and goes back to school to study history and folklore to try and find some answers about some of the things she has seen. I'm very Where's amused that, that the... all of this? No. Where's Javi in all of this? <laughs> yeah! Yeah! The, uh, I like that the, the real, the the real moral... Person, the real moral the lesson at all this... The Zoom calls. <laughs> The moral lesson at all of this is just stop doing YouTube. Yeah. Everyone stop doing YouTube. Stop. Just delete your account. Never upload again. It's the ultimate right. sin. Looking at serendipity. Um, the next morning after Cape Escape has ended, uh, Moon awakens, uh, having demolished all the food at this table. And... Fell asleep. He just had like a, a food idiot. coma. He wakes up with like a tummy ache. He ate way too much. And he's like, oh man, what happened? I should find. I should go find Jet. And uh, he just missed out on everything. But uh, after the events of Cape Karma, he doesn't have a whole lot of work to do for Mister Man anymore. So he ends up uh, working uh, at a record shop. Uh, because those are finally coming back now that vinyls are being used as wall decorations. And uh, a few months later, ends up marrying Casey. Mr. Man's the, first um, gay friend, my literal ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jet, will you be his best man? Of course. Aww. I'm really counting on you, Jet. <laughs> 
I can't believe he just slept through everything. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering where he the got fuck two he dates, was. Okay, it happens. <laughs> it happens. No, sh no shade at all. Good for <laughs> like him. A, a few characters were uh, the casualties of our particular route through the the puzzles, and then when we chose Fucking... to like set things off. <laughs> so funny. That same morning that Moon is uh, waking up from his food coma, um, Miss Potatoes emerges from her bug out bunker beneath Madame Anne's boudoir, extending her satellite phone to report in to the higher ups. She taps the steel briefcase that is attached to her arm by a, a pair of handcuffs, and she says, yes, the package is secure. Heading to the rendezvous now. As she hangs up the phone, something massive shambles through the fog towards her. Oh no! <laughs> the putrid form of a tormented beaver, its body convulsing as myriad pustules across its flesh erupt and regenerate over and over again. It's the one dude we besides those are the two characters we didn't know what happened to them after the first like hour of the game. Oh no. Rip Kurgan. A yeah. before the beast can reach her, a single shot rings out. The smoking barrel of a high caliber firearm extending from her grasp. Two more shots ensure there will be no further surprises. No. Oh, that does that mean the last ones are Jitters and Goose? Man, we really what fucked up by not killing her. I was like, really, like, I was, if we we're gonna she, find her again, I was going to try to she, murder she her. She disappeared behind the lighthouse, so I thought we were gonna find we her at the lighthouse. We haven't seen her for a long time, yeah. yeah. I guess she was at the yeah. one place we didn't go. Who the fuck is that? Yeah. <laughs> Sandals <laughs> had the fucking read on her. <laughs> that extra person was very startling. <laughs> All right, broken pieces. Uh, did he not change back? Is he alive? Uh. Derek managed to repair a good portion of his altered body thanks to Sandal's efforts to stabilize him. He did survive the night. After the events of Cape Karma, he went back home and tried to form a union again since he no longer has bones for them to break, but they just fired him instead. No... Uh, now he helps Mikey manage his channel and his finances. He's actually adopted him legal guardian status until he hits 18. He also occasionally appears in Mikey's videos when they do Five Nights at Freddy's parodies. No! Piloting oh, God. His boyfriend, Goose. <laughs> They're all gay. <laughs> what? He's I think... Been building some modifications for Goose to help him with everyday living, including a new voice box. Oh, oh my god. I think every once in a while, Derek Jitters receives a call on his cell phone from someone whose name in his contact book is just C.E. Barrett. <laughs> Goose lived, everybody. He's it's just his life's just a little distressing now. <laughs> I, <laughs> he can talk though. He can talk now. 
Good does he him. just does he just eat by like unzipping and just like slipping a watermelon in there? Like what the fuck? Yummy. <laughs> his, his mouth still doesn't open. Uh. The world may never know. Uh. That means silence is the frog boy. Uh. Yeah. And checking. Oh yeah, in. that's not good. Hey, Mikey's gonna grow up to be a very resilient and, you know, he's got two body horror adoptive dads and he loves yeah. them. So. <laughs> and he's now immune to your mom jokes. Oh, completely. Yeah. Batman so, was an orphan, buddy. Let's go. Oh. <laughs> this is his uh, his Alfred and his Lucius Fox. Oh my, oh my god, yeah, he, does yeah, have exactly. a, he does have a butler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a rich, this Let's rich go. kid with a butler. He's... I wasn't wrong. No. <laughs> Uh, Bellamy gets treated for his lack of mouth and studied at a UCLA medical research center. They resolve his bizarre transformation as some sort of errant second puberty, since frogs <laughs> undergo such dramatic metamorphosis after leaving their tadpole phase. Afterwards, he retires back home to Liverpool, and no one's heard from him since. Oh yeah. Potato apology. Potato totally escaped for like sequel bait. God, you pick me. Good for her. She's still out there. Honestly, girl boss. Gaslight gatekeep, girl boss. Am I right? Let's go. She's out there to arches this and extend the universe. All right, manifesto. Why don't you tell me hey. what Manifesto does after the events of Cape Karma? Uh, well, after the events of Cape Karma, uh, Manifesto is in the unique position as having some of the only footage of the situation Ooh. that went down, uh, in which basically he is given his his one opportunity to kind of gleam fame from a tragedy. Uh, and the, the question of whether or not he actually takes advantage of that is something that he is still weighing to this day, especially with the, the threat of the lawyers from uh, that certain uh, Martin fellow who has been uh, <laughs> trying to uh, keep it all under wraps. Yep. Uh, in the meanwhile, he has been trying to build his brand at various high schools and uh, elderly <laughs> community centers in the Madison, uh, Wisconsin area, um, and uh, sending his ex uh, a plethora of emails saying, hey, did you see me on the news? Hi, how's it going? And uh, he's still awaiting to hear responses back. And unfortunately, he hasn't gotten a response back on his attempt to set up a grudge match with Commander Sterling either. Oh, no. So a pretty good end for Manifesto, all things considered. <laughs> These ones are a little harder to guess. Wait, extruder is the opposite of intruder, so is it have you? Yep. Yeah. I'm smart. I'm oh, clever job, Keith. and cool. What happened? Claps for Keith. <laughs> <laughs> clap clap what happened with Javier after the events of Cape Karma 
So he still continues his uh, documentation of abandoned places. Um, but he started working with the ghost hunters who he still kind of looked down on. And he knows a lot of what they say is still bullshit because uh, he kept the goggles. And so he kind of goes to abandoned places, scopes them out, see if he can find anything weird or creepy about them and just tries to sort of build up the history uh, of those, these places. And blogs about it. He's doing good work doing good work but it's not completely the most healthy uh it's it's almost a bit of an addiction right so he makes a somewhat productive hobby out of it but there's some nights where he just like pops pops a tab of like lsd or something like that because he feels like it helps him see a little bit of the lighthouse again get back to that state of mind that transcendent place that he spent so much time in there is no lighthouse (laughs) all right lost one dreaming one twice promised where does life take you after cape karma well jets due to some his newfound nepotism (laughs) doesn't really have to work anymore. This is true. He's lonely, but in a different way where he's loved and reciprocated upon even if, so it's gone from this nothing to this, and this resentment and this confusion, this frustration to this long distance occasional thing, which is a significant step up for him. Given that he doesn't have to work, he's gone on to pursue other interests. He's developed an interest in art and drawing comics and so on he's started a series that is uh, cheated into publishing a comic series featuring Saber and the Mask Uh, given his background given their background he doesn't really have to earn his place in the industry the comics do not receive good reviews (laughs) essentially a vanity press it's very Gerard Way is done with My Chemical Romance and you can't stop him from publishing comics. The Netflix <laughs> show will be really good yeah, someday. Then it'll, oh, there'll, there'll be a fantastic Netflix uh, adaptation years later that really <laughs> really elevates the material and then people will go back and read the comics and they'll... Really? My favorite character went like that? <laughs> this is my entire arc with the Brill Academy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's a pretty good ending for him. I'm happy with that. I'm happy for him. Let's take a look, look. at the the revenant. Look at Toaster trying to escape his fate. <laughs> All right. Christmas comes at the Grayson household. The man of the house is able to return home to his beloved family in time for Christmas dinner. Little Snapper, slightly less little Petunia, and wife. So, what's Grayson's life like after the horrors of Cape Karma? Well, anything is better than being in Cape Karma. But um, he's 
particularly happy to get home in time for Christmas, especially having retrieved the gift that was promised. But also a gift that wasn't promised. Uh, he ends up taking the NordVPN Tesla home. Ooh! Oh. Who's gonna instead, stop him? Instead of his Corolla. We each took off. <laughs> <laughs> the the wife dragon. is gonna be real happy about that. Good for the environment too. Loving this. <laughs> the fact that it's it's the security one. <laughs> it's the oh. safety one. Oh my god! You have to he, think long and hard about it. He definitely is is thrilled to be home to his family. Uh, that was the thing that was missing for the whole ordeal is not having that comfort of security or security of home uh though he was trying to help with the security of others um but the numbers problem does not help him at work but through this experience he's he's lost whatever whatever was holding him from back from advancing so he actually ends up taking a higher position in a in a legal capacity instead of just doing on-site safety coordinator roles. So he actually comes out of this experience all the better, even though he's damaged in some way. And you do manage to find some physical therapy adjacent courses that help you figure out how to deal with numbers. You essentially have to memorize and translate them into new symbols in your head and then translate them back. So there's a little bit of a gap there, but you do eventually get at least okay with them. We all left pieces of us at Cape Karma, some more literally than others. Manifesto's tooth. (laughs) (laughs) He's fine. I think we got to see that apology. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Back home up in the northeast, Sandals returns to his family home. What's life like for him after Cape Escape? I think in front of everyone it is slower and more concerned with his family and with his parents especially i think from a public perspective um he he announces he is going to take a step away from his channel um he he does put out an apology video for ever (laughs) having being involved with mr man he should have seen the warning signs. He should have never gone to Cape Escape. Um, Escape Con was a bad idea. He should have known ahead of time that it would have been a bad idea. Uh, but thankfully, you know, he was not involved. Whatever this toxic gossip train may have said, uh, you know, he had a very low <laughs> down um, scary uh, situation where he just stayed inside and didn't really do anything. Um you know, he is moving away from the public eye in order to take care of his very, uh, his elderly parents. Um, I think he has, um, probably taken a, 
He tells people, I should say, he has taken a job at a local library where he is working uh, with the town's local historical society, um, dealing with various events in town that have not been given the time of day, nor have been given uh, the recording diligence that they deserve. But at night, he uh, has a very frequent correspondence with the people that have survived Escape Con. He is in very close correspondence with Derek Jitters. He is in somewhat less close correspondence with one Maven. Uh, <laughs> and he is, uh, I think, on his own, slowly poking into the truth of this world and just how much we all can influence it if we really try. Wonderful. Wonderful. A great end for a great person. Sandals did nothing wrong. He was a he was a pure-hearted <laughs> little boy who was very kind and, and helped bring this love to fruition. And you're all welcome. And he did it out of the kindness of his heart. You let us know, viewers, how cancels the sandals. I should mention Jet has a with the hat <laughs> yeah. gone has graduated to sunglasses for practical reasons. Oh, oh hell yeah. Uh, one thing I meant to mention is that while this is all happening, Sandals is continuing to reap the uh, the AdSense payouts uh, from Iceberg's channel uh, and is thus not actually working a day job. Oh, wonderful. Lucky. I can't believe that Iceberg Icebergged reality. Good for him. Good for Sandals. Meanwhile, on the other side, Iceberg has a new world to explore, a new truth to uncover. He clutches a small medallion hung around his neck. It's a bullet. It remains cold, even in this realm where temperature doesn't mean all that much. But it's something to remind him of where he came from, of who he left behind in his search. And that is the end of Cape Escape. Iceberg became unbelievably cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he, was, he was always cool. He turned into like Olgra, like from the prequels to Dark Crystal. <laughs> he turned into comic book universe origin story Olgra, like it's wild. <laughs> this is good stuff. <sighs> Thank you guys so much for playing. You made this an amazing game. A wonderful job again, Ka. You killed it. You destroyed it. No one can beat yeah. you. Oh my god. Thanks. Round of applause to Kyle, yeah, our absolutely incredible DM. Thank this was you so, much, so much for putting on this incredible game that I think was way crazier than uh, any of us ever expected from every single perspective that you could ever possibly imagine. Uh, the level of improv and uh, situational awareness and preparation that went into this was just 
beyond fathoming. It was the most eldritch truth of anything that we have discovered this entire time. So thank you so much, Ka. Uh, we, I think we, I speak for everyone. I say we had just an incredible time. We had 1, 000, no 1, idea what we were signing up for. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Oh, that was wonderful. And again, big shout out to Sunday's Play Zone for doing all the character art for this. It was absolutely amazing. I managed to get last minute shit out of them as late as today. Yeah, I was like, hey, wait a minute. These are going incredible. He did not. There's incredible. no way you planned some of this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, oh. just next level stuff. When I took a panic walk the day before, like practically the day before this, be like, I really did nail down this fucking character. I have not had ideas. I did not expect throwaway details about a hat used for antisocial purposes and a crush on the on the organizer to turn into the fucking plot of the entire thing. <laughs> hey man, and that, happens, that right? set the yeah. precedence for the entire session, the entire campaign from my perspective, where I just kept fucking winging it. I'm like, here we go. All right. <laughs> There's I mean, no... that's a lesson for that. everyone watching, right? If you want to get into tabletop, you want to learn how to play these games, you want to have fun, just fucking wing it. Like, this is yeah. how you do it. You just go for it. If anything that Jet ever did sounded clever, I definitely made it up on the spot and was completely <laughs> panicking. Uh, I, I, at the beginning of this session, I had I suddenly realized, oh shit, Jet's inspired by Rocket Raccoon. That's what he's been this entire time. <laughs> And during the entire fucking like room with the the mouth, my fucking heart was beating so fast because I was just like, <laughs> I need to think of what to do. I need to I need to get to the scene. I need to figure out. I don't, did not have it planned. It's fun. You did this an this was a lot of job. this was a lot of fun. Just running purely on like what the character interprets things as and what he's running by. It's very interesting seeing Sandals and Jet butt heads for the entire campaign, both because they lived in different realities and because. Especially at the end, Jet's entire lesson, like, it was insane to him that, like, 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 you could almost interpret on some level as being like, Sandals came here for this game, and it was so disillusioned by how shit it was, and how there was nothing like he wanted it to be, then found a deeper truth and a different game to play, and started playing that, and was so committed to that at the end. Meanwhile, yep. the only times that Jet ever saw a something uh, like a rule get followed or a, uh, a demand be uh, honored tragedy struck and th and uh, me not knowing what was happening and Jet not knowing what was happening he became completely sure over the course of that scene that Melvin was inside the platter <laughs> which is why he's like if you you don't have to play this game, if you if you do it, you make it real. Like that was his panic and spiraling was all tied oh, that to that was idea. So good. If there's any lesson to take from this, it's that have faith; it will get better. Also, that's all if, I'm if, the, if things are bad, just break all the rules. That's how that's how we won. Jet was right. Jet was right the entire time. <laughs> yep. I couldn't have been the only person clipping the camera in inside the plate, hoping like there was something bottled inside. I was just like, you trying right, to sneak I in. Too. I was right there. Yeah, with I got me. a boundary break for shit. <laughs> Honestly, I was going to put it in there, but it went over the hundred megabyte limit for SketchFab. <laughs> I didn't think, oh, I, I so didn't I had to cut it out into a second model. Gotcha. gotcha. What was that puzzle with that body? Uh, <laughs> the the puzzle you fucking skipped. That uh, was the construction <laughs> of a rebus. 
I knew that. I understood that immediately. Yeah. I was about to say that, and you all fucking skipped it. I was like, I yes. have a solution. There is, there's, there is almost no gag I like more than getting this overcomplicated thing that you need to try to unpack and then just fucking throwing it out the window because well, you found a solution. the thing that's insane is that... Is that I fucking <laughs> solved it out loud? I oh, solved it this. out loud, look and then you this. broke the table. I was like, "This is Virgo. Yeah. This is you know yeah. this thing. Here's how you do it." And then you just fucking tossed it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I didn't even I didn't even yeah. look at the alchemical symbols. I just knew this. I just knew what this was immediately. Jet and sandals are perfect for each other. They will never speak again. Yes. Oh, never. I once. love it. Jet yeah. spent. Oh. I legitimately spent half of my character's stat points in that scene in the, across the entire character. Oh, fucking so good. Ouroboros. I fucking knew it. I fucking knew it. I truly. I'm. You can check my fucking VOD. I never looked at the alchemical symbols. I read this puzzle and knew what it was asking for. And you all fucking skipped it. I solved the puzzle yeah. out loud, and you skipped the puzzle. I was like, please uh. let me. So the the answer to this puzzle was a little complicated because you had to finish the rebus before serving yes. it. And Jeff, Jeff was Jet was deaf to your frustration in his state of mind, but if he had been conscious of it, he would have been satisfied. Sure, yes, exactly. So, That's how it works. Sandals, why don't you tell us what are little girls made of? Uh, sugar spice and everything, everything nice, nice, baby. And what are little boys made of? Uh. What what is the uh the 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 thing uh something something and puppy dog tails yeah, right yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. uh snips and snails snails, snips and, puppy snails dog and puppy dog tails, tails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what it is yeah that's yeah, yeah. not good <laughs> that sounds like I more bad news for I Jet. I don't. I fucking knew it. Oh, so, I was so ready. I was about. We, so to be fair, for this puzzle, I was about to cut out one of Jet's eyes. So that was one of the okay, things that I was going to do. Okay. See, I don't. We, we, when you say we, stuff like that, and then you're like, "Sandals did nothing wrong." I sandals did nothing mm, wrong. Sandals helped you get your little love story done. Yeah. Uh, and he was rooting for you the whole time. Be happy. We finally. No, I, I was ready. Congratulations, to everyone. We found yeah. out what happens if fucking Rocket meets Misty. It's <laughs> a Misty horror. Misty quickly, baby. Walter Tom oh Tattersall. Uh, that's that's what we just got. Uh, was the story. Oh, so sugar was on the table with the tea set. Spice was in the spice racks. Uh, the everything snails nice were with the lobsters. Yeah. Yep. Uh, everything I'm nice is up to interpretation. Uh, snips are actually small eels, and there was a piece of eel on the nigiri platter. I I knew it! I fucking knew it! Oh, I was so ready! Uh, oh. And then, for the last ingredient, puppy dog tails, I prepared a very special sound effect. Oh. No! Well, we didn't get there. We skipped that puzzle. That's Jet fun. is always right. Mm. <laughs> we had a good time. We all had a good time here. This was a good time for everyone involved. Ugh. And the only other one of the props that you guys never got to see was uh, the mayor's new hobby. Uh, if you had gone for the key in the mayor's office. Oh. Uh, mm. He had an old 
1992 Sears catalog in his desk. Oh no! Oh. Yikes. Amazing. Could be ogling the ladies in the Victoria's Secret catalog. Sears catalog. Oh, oh poor man. deserve the shabby treatment. Nothing to go for but <laughs> no. this. Uh, uh. That's pretty great. Well, it happens. <sighs> oh no. Well, I think I speak for everyone when I say this was Cape Escape. Thank you so much for watching. This was so much fun. We couldn't have done this without all the viewers, but most certainly we couldn't have done it without Ka. We couldn't have done it without all of our players. So thank you so much to all of the players. And I think, um, you know, we don't have a timeline. We don't have a plan yet, but whatever this show is, we'll be back someday. Someday, maybe in the future, somewhat, not soon, but soon. I'm maybe. excited. Yes. Hell yes. So this was insane. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much, everyone, for, for watching. Also, the fucking incredible fan art. Oh my god. Oh my god, there's <laughs> oh so my much god. good fan art. Yeah, Holy fan crap, art dude. Really good. Is I, really, really good. I was not prepared for I any can't. of that. It's fantastic. You're about to uh, give illusory a de facto persona when it gets too attached to all the Javier <laughs> fan art that he has to just yeah. stick to it. Yeah, I thought that was so funny. There was a comment on like uh, one of our Zomboid sessions or something. <laughs> someone's like, I can only see Javier when illusory speaks. I'm like, oh, yeah. okay. I guess that's yeah. a thing now. <laughs> You're being assigned a People... persona like H-Bomb was. <laughs> yes. People have become very attached, right? Like people love Javi. People love Grayson. People love Manifesto in the comments. Man it's, been a real, it's been a real thing. Manifesto is so good. Everyone has survived and can be, has graduated to the highest honor, which is to be a future NPC or background element in other stories. The highest honor of a tabletop character to graduate to becoming a DM Lore. played NPC. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sandals loves lore. He gets to become it. Sandals is very, I think, very pleased to have survived this. So, very good for everyone. <laughs>